Welcome to Practical Access. I'm Lisa Deeker. And I'm Rebecca Hines. And Lisa, I can't wait to hear what we're talking about today. Well, I have a really great question for you. I think it's one that many of our listeners will be interested in, is this whole buzz about artificial intelligence. I'm laughing because the other day my husband even said, uh, I'm tired of the word. I'm like, yeah, because the word has no meaning because it means everything right now. So I'm kind of curious, you're always the person that, you know, kind of goes to that boots on the ground thinking, what is it that you see as chat GPT making the world better, different, easier for teachers or student learning with teachers in the classroom? Kind of curious where your th- thoughts are. Well, my, my first thought always comes back to that same thing that we hit upon it almost every every episode, customization. So I have always felt in defense of teachers, gen ed, special ed everywhere, differentiation, for example, conceptually is great. Of course, I believe in differentiating, but it is so much work for teachers to figure out three different ways to teach the same thing. And that is a that's a that's a tough cognitive load for teachers. So my first thought is always going to Chat GPT and saying, "What are three ways I could do this?" You know, or give me a performance based way to assess this. And so, if you aren't familiar with Chat GPT. Lisa's going to tell you several ways to access it in just a minute. But the bottom line is, as educators, we need to start thinking about what we need. Use it as our personal assistant in planning to customize for kids. It can give us, you can put a question in there and ask it to give you that same question reworded in three different ways so that we can give kids a choice in how they hear or read a question. So I think customization is my first thought in how we can start harnessing the power of AI. Yeah. And I mean, again, I think we can talk about chat GPT, but we also can just talk about AI in general that's popping up for planning and your calendar. Like, like I want to remind people you're already using it. If you, if you plan on a Google doc, that's AI, Um, you know, so I think we have this misnomer that it's, that it's, scary and it's bigger than it really is. And it is big right now, like bazillions of dollars. And it's it's on everybody's national agenda. We're not the only country thinking about it, putting guardrails on it. You know, what's scary about it? Those are the things we don't understand. But as a teacher, I think we have to say two things. One, what is the ethical use of it? Like, we've got to make sure we've got to look at the bias underneath that ethical use. Like, you know, is it giving us false statements about history, about women, about cultures, about backgrounds in general? But then I think the second thing that we have to think about for a very practical aspect, as you said, is, you know, you can say 200 level Lexile text and you can get that versus a 1000 Lexile text, but better yet, turning that over to the students. How can they be empowered? You know, write my first topic sentence because I'm not good at the topic sentence. Okay. Now write the three sentences to support it. (laughs) Those are great scaffolding. And that's what I really think AI provides is a scaffold. I don't think it should do the work for us as humans, but I think it should provide scaffolding. True story. um, I had to write something about, I don't know, 20 reasons co-teaching is good. Well, I first asked ChatGPT, 
But then I went to Word and wrote it for my own words because, again, I wanted to get some of that. And then I used Grammarly to check it. (laughs) And so there was several AI components in all three of those. And I think we see one being better or bigger than the other. And I think it's because it's new and it's novel. And so I encourage teachers to not avoid novelty, but to think about how anything new and novel they see might fit. And we're doing some work with AI too, um, that I know we're going to feature on this podcast with avatars. Like there is so much AI emerging. I'm kind of curious what other thoughts you have for teachers to think about as boots on the ground. Well, I think that there are, here's my my practical tip for any of my techies out there. There are inexpensive, um, sometimes free, at least as a playground, uh, ways now to create your own chatbots. <clears throat> so if I'm a history teacher, <clears throat> if I wanted to, I could literally create a chatbot to put on my webpage. The way that, 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 that this type of... Uh, AI works is it just goes out and explores whatever database you provide for it. So as a teacher, if I wanted to, I could put every assignment that I have and make that the data that is searched. So a student could go in and type in their question to the chatbot. If they don't remember something, they could find it because this AI could go and search all of your information from the whole school year. So I think a really novel use by anybody who wants to try something is to start creating customized ways for students to access not only your content, but your instructions, your rules, anything out there. And it just pops up as a simple chatbot. Well, I'm going to go a little old school here, um, but I think it's actually very practical. It's very funny. I bring this up when I talk about AI and people are like, I didn't know that was out there and I love it. But, you know, two really simple Blabberize and Vokey. Yeah. Those are both really easy ways to have AI agents, but it's your voice. So again, if you're looking, we know this, we call this the TikTok generation loves novelty. Those are very easy on Blabberize. You can take, I could take your picture and put my voice in it and now make me talk like you. Well, maybe not, but again, it would be my voice through your face. Um, but again, with Vokey, kids can pick different avatars. And again, thinking about, so maybe I'm uncomfortable standing in front of the room presenting, but maybe I'm not uncomfortable with my avatar presenting. And again, giving kids that customization and choice. And then if you haven't played with under OpenAI, which is where chat GPT lives, um, there's also Dolly E. And you can make some really fun, crazy when I made, uh, somebody's like, show me an example. I made me, if you don't know about KU's basketball team, you will hear about it, I'm sure, because, you know, I'm kind of a fan of all sports. But, but you know, I made me a professor. I said, make a uh, middle-aged professor with brown hair dunking a basketball in Ellen Fieldhouse. And sure enough, within four seconds, I had an image that made me laugh so hard. So think about that. Could you use Dolly E to add some fun things? Let your students create, you know, what's the image that they would put as their perspective in the story? Those are the kind of things I think you shouldn't fear, but you should put guardrails on it so that I'm not making something that's inappropriate. I mean, no different than when you give a kid paper pencil. (laughs) Uh, That could be as dangerous as AI without teacher supervision and giving kids ethical parameters. Well, you know, you mentioned this idea of, you know, everybody's thinking of, of AI right now as let's block things because kids are cheating. And we really should... 
I feel in special ed in particular, I wish all teachers could understand that this is the perfect way to add layers of universal design to every, every lesson. So just as you mentioned, you could have a great graphic organizer created instantly for you. You could have, you, you could, we're, we're used to Googling every single thing we need. Well, no offense to Google, but now I get so many ads and stuff. I cannot easily find what I'm looking for. So at its most basic level, something uh, in the AI realm brings me exactly what I need and exactly as I describe it. So when it comes to adding layers to universal uh, to lesson plans using UDL, you know, I have a, a, a presenter next week who's going to be talking to students about how you find a lesson plan online and then ask ChatGPT to add layers of UDL for people with whatever disabilities or needs are present in the classroom. And that type of that type of tool really is valuable because it reduces the workload on us so we can spend our time delivering those great lessons instead of worrying about whether we are adding the layers that all kids need. Yeah, and my last point will be a great example aligned with that. Teachers, hold on to your hats. Um, my favorite thing that happened recently is I was in an Algebra 2 class and we were talking about you know writing IEP goals. That's a tough one to write goals for. So I said, based on the standards in this state, <laughs> please write five IEP goals for a student who lacks mathematical reasoning skills. They were, the teacher and I both were like, yeah, those might be the best goals I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and again, she's going to personalize and individualize as as needed, but it took four seconds. And now we get to use our energy to personalize instead of writing the goal is like the time saver, which every teacher in America needs more time. Think about how this saves time for you. Guess what? It's also going to save time for your students as future learners. And Lisa, as you know, when you use something like, you know, ChatGPT, if you don't like the response you get the first time, you can enter the exact same question and you'll get a fresh version. So you do have opportunity. You don't have to feel bound by what is first retrieved. It will keep thinking and brainstorming with you. Yeah. And I found if you're really good, I'm getting really good at it. At, at, at And again, great skill for your students of synthesizing what you're saying with really specific content. You get pretty good outputs the first time. When I first started playing with it, I didn't. Huh. I wonder what skill that would be that kids could actually make give a message that's clear, concise, and precise to what the, the information is. Think about those verbal skills they're gaining by trying to find the right information. So with that, um, we just wanted to give you kind of the cliff we're jumping off with every everyone else. And we think, um, you know, AI is here to stay and we think it's a real benefit. And Lisa, be sure that we put in, uh, in our chat, the links to some of the tools that we've mentioned in this podcast. Well, and I think we might ask chat GPT what it thought of this podcast. That might be an interesting link to add. So, <laughs> well, we appreciate you joining us. And if you have any questions, please put them on our Facebook page or uh, send us a tweet at Access Practical.